and welcome back to the Noted Podcast. It has been a while, uh, but we're so excited to bring it back um, because now the playoffs have officially started round two. And uh, as a reminder, we're here joined by our wonderful sports lovers slash maybe not as much uh, this past month, uh, but we're joined by Carson and Riker. Um, today, uh, I am Brian, host of the Noted Podcast as well. We love talking basketball, um, and we're going to talk about the playoffs. So I, I wanted to get quick thoughts on round one uh, of the uh, of the uh, playoffs here in the NBA. Let's start with, I think, one of the more exciting series that we watched uh, in round one which was the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I guess quick thoughts on that, guys. Yeah, for me, I'll go real quick. I think they're heading in a really great direction. Um, I think one of the greatest things about that Pelicans team is that they had two rookies that were in one in the second round and undrafted in uh, Herb Jones and uh, Jose Alvarado, I think is how you say his name. And they were just so great. And I just I love when when guys who aren't first round picks step up, and you know make a name for themselves. I will say I am a little worried to see how Zion fits in with this team. I don't think he adds to spacing and he makes their defense worse. But for now, like Pelicans are heading in a great direction. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that. I, I think uh, every every NBA fan that has a team that's going to be in the playoffs, they're they're always looking for that momentum going into the playoffs, and that's exactly what the Pelicans had. Um, winning two games off of one seed is always a it's it's a good it's a good feat, and I think for all the players that are sticking around in New Orleans this off season, see that as a as a real good opportunity to build on that. And uh, honestly, it might be good in their recruiting scheme, seeing that uh that that momentum going forward. Yeah, it's crazy. I I really feel like if Chris Paul was injured, that the Pelicans actually could have won this series. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, I don't think I don't think Chris you're wrong. Paul, in the two games, I, I, I think it's um, game four. Um, it was game four. No, it was game five and game six. Uh, yeah, game five and game six. Chris Paul went off. Uh, obviously, we know the game six. He scored 14 points uh, without missing a shot. Or 14 buckets without missing a shot, uh, which is nuts. Uh, highest yeah. ever in playoff history. Um, next up. The heartbreaker, uh, Dallas mm. Mavericks, Utah Jazz, which Dallas won four to two. Um, I want to start this off saying, you know, congratulations to the Mavericks. Uh, they have improved so much. Uh, they have totally turned around a lot of aspects of why they were losing series before. And in times where it was looking rough, uh, they did bring it back, even without Luka for three games. I think MVP of this entire series absolutely is Jalen Brunson. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, it hurts as a Jazz fan, but as a pure basketball fan, it's really it's really fun to see Jalen Brunson like come into his own. And as much as I dislike Luca's antics, I guess is what you could call it. Uh, it is cool to see him, you know, finally get out of the first round and see what he can do against a, a really good first uh, seeded Suns. So yeah, I think yeah. I think Dallas deserved it. They played well. Yeah. Not much you can be mad about. Uh, I give I give credit to the Mavericks front office. Uh, they kind of really 
swap places with the Jazz, you could say, as far as the end of the season went. Uh, Mavericks kind of been just dwelling in the four, five, six range of playoffs for the last few years. And um, they finally did some last-minute decisions that everybody questioned, and it worked out. And uh, they've got some – they've got a good squad going forward. And uh, without going too far into it, Jazz got stuff to work on. So, yeah. Also, yep. uh, congrats to Jason Kidd as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of lot of uh, negative connotation to him at the beginning of the season, wondering if he was the right fit. And it's really cool, even just to see the difference between Rick Carlisle and the way Jason Kidd uh, goes about different problems. Like, I feel like Kidd almost coaches like a player. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if he, as if he was a player, keeps people right. in who are hot, um, and then makes like quick adjustments. Like even maybe starting Maxi in some games or maybe not. You know what I mean? It's Ty Lue esque, yeah. Ty Lue esque, yeah, totally, absolutely. 100%. So, congrats to them. Next series, uh, one that I think most of us might have found kind of surprising uh, in just some of the games, even though the score might have not been so indicative of that, which was Golden State taking it 4-1 over the Denver Nuggets. Um, Jokic is the best player in the in the league. Yeah. Sorry. that's I just wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> there's a there's definitely, you know, three that you could say are interchangeable, but... Uh... As far as the Nuggets go, that's the team, uh, especially with the injuries they have. It's, it's Jokic, and um, I don't know. I gotta, I, I, I give uh, the Warriors more credit than I originally was going to because they, they, they had to deal with injuries as well, and they, they pulled out a pretty lopsided series. And not to say that the games weren't close, but they pulled it out in the end. So give credit to them. Yeah. Yep. I think this season, all it shows is to Denver fans is they're going to be a powerhouse in the West once they actually get healthy. The fact that you can get into the playoffs and then get a win with Will Barton as your second best player is a huge testament to how great Nikola Jokic is. And then also on the on the Golden State Warriors side, you know, Jordan Poole has got to be he got yeah. disrespected for most improved player. He he deserved that as much as anybody and him becoming like part of the Splash Brothers is is pretty crazy. Yeah, they did it again. They did it again. And his last name's Pool. Like it's just meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, also, one thing I haven't seen in a while is uh, Draymond Green making threes. Um, yeah, has yeah. made them that even helps. more dynamic. That helps. Mm. Uh, I I thought it was really surprising. I don't know if you guys felt this way. How close a lot of these games were uh, mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Golden State. Like I know it's just four one, but man, close games. I think. Like, wasn't it like four of the games or yeah. maybe four or three of the games were like within like five or seven points? Um, yeah. So cool things to Denver. Really am so excited uh, for Jamal Murray to come back. Uh, we have been so hungry to see Jamal. And I, I think as all Jazz fans can agree, like even watching him destroy the Jazz uh, in that COVID series was what a, what a treat. Uh, to see someone like him be able to pop off like that. You know what I mean? So, excited for him to come back. Um, hopefully, you see some of the same success play has been seeing with the, with the Warriors. So, next one, I think probably the best series of the Western Conference, uh, I think we can all agree, was Memphis-Minnesota. Now, yep. can someone explain to me why Memphis struggled so much through this series? That is – I would love – and I don't know. I – I think the big thing in this series showed that Carl Anthony Towns. I don't. I don't want to disrespect him in a, in a way. 
I don't know. I feel like it kind of shows his his low basketball IQ, if that makes sense. I feel like he forced a lot of things. Like if I'm if I'm Minnesota, going forward, like it's clear from this season and especially the postseason that Anthony Edwards is your guy. He's your franchise guy. Like future decisions, you will build around him yeah. over building around Cat, if that makes sense. Absolutely, no, I agree. Yeah, I uh, I think the same. Uh, I think it's uh, interesting. There's there's a pivot in the, that series. Um, Minnesota pulls one away in Memphis and goes into Minnesota and has this large, massive lead. And honestly, if, if Minnesota kept that lead, they potentially had a series win on their hands, but they didn't. The Grizzlies, of course, came back and won that game. And I think that just goes to show, like, the, the, the Timberwolves are good. They're not a bad team at all. They're scrappy, and they play hard. And when you have those types of teams, they're always bound to maybe win or at least get close close to winning. Just shows you that the setup of the Grizzlies is just a better it's a better setup than the, than the Timberwolves. Yeah. And I, I don't think anybody was going to disagree with that going into the series. But, uh, yeah, no, there was uh, good games. Uh, definitely just shows the Grizzlies were the better team, but the Timberwolves got a good future out of them. Yeah. Uh, I think it just showed a lot of, like, inexperience uh, from the Grizzlies end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of young players. And I think the Grizzlies are almost struggling with one of the same things that the Jazz had struggled with, um, you know, last season is the expectation, you know, where a lot of people are like, oh, the Grizzlies could actually make it to the finals or Ja Morant is the next, uh, you know, Allen Iverson or the next Derrick Rose, whatever it may be, right? Um, that next player and the expectations start to hit really hard right and and the jazz kind of crumbled under those expectations in the second round i'm really curious to see how that's going to look um you know between golden state but i feel like you know this is this is a winnable series for the grizzlies to beat golden state i think it's like very close uh talent wise um but again, I just don't see how any of these teams beat the Suns uh, at the end of the day. But yep. uh, Minnesota is looking really nice. And I love what you said, Carson, I'm just about like, you know, build around Ant because he is, he's your guy. He's the future. Maybe mm-hmm. you could even get some really good stuff for Cat. Who knows? But we'll see. I do like what Patrick Beverly brought to the team this year. I think was a big reason why. Yeah, he's a nice yeah, veteran. Was, uh, I think he's a big I think he's teaching him. was so successful yep. too. Yeah, he's right. definitely teaching him how to grind, how to, you know, be a scrappy player, which it's good in the NBA. Yeah. Yep. It's good stuff. Let's uh let's move over to the Eastern Conference. I think one of the most boring uh series of all time uh was <laughs> Miami Atlanta. What a disappointment. Uh, yeah. for Atlanta. I mean, the Cleveland be- Cavaliers should have been the 8 seed. Oh, dude, I wish. They did. I also I also want to say that uh, let's go Scotty Barnes. Okay? Yeah. I, I called yeah. it. Good for you, dude. Called it. I knew he was amazing, but Evan Mobley's amazing, too. But I totally agree. Cleveland should have been in this. Um, it was just some, like, really bad slippage that was happening towards the end of the season. Kind of a similar yeah. Utah Jazz situation. Um, just started playing really bad. But, I mean, everyone in their dog got injured. Um, in the yeah. whole Cleveland situation. I mean, Jared Allen didn't even play um, in the initial uh, game uh, against Brooklyn, uh, which was, like, really unfortunate. But 
yeah, not really much to say. Miami looks amazing. Uh, they look really good. I'm really curious to see uh, what this uh, series between the, the 76ers and Miami is going to look like without Joel for two games. So we'll see. But, I mean, I just – what's wrong with Trey Young? I We saw someone who was so dynamic, <sighs> you know, against the noise, against all odds, was, like, successful for two series in a row. Like, what happened to him this year? What do you guys think? I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with something. I can't remember who said it, but it's really hard for small guards to to get consistent buckets in the clutch because jumps, you basically have to settle for like step backs. Unless you're Chris Paul, like it's really difficult to get to the rim. And I think maybe that like Trey Young is struggling with that a little bit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I can't give you an answer. I mean, it's, it's you see it in individual players a lot, but you don't really see it in teams. But it kind of feels like this Hawks team was having, like, their sophomore slump. Like, they had their breakout mm. season last year, and then this season they just, like, had those expectations, kind of squandered it. They are even lucky to get into the playoffs. But uh, I I don't know. I can see them coming back pretty strong next year, even if they don't make any drastic changes. I just think they need to figure a little more strategic things out, I guess, because obviously Trey Young is – like he's a top player he's not gonna struggle so they just either need to figure out what's wrong with the team or maybe move a couple guys and i think they'll be all right yeah. i also think uh they had a lot tougher luck this year when they're playing one of the most consistent successful teams instead of playing two teams that were crumbling under the pressure yeah, of, yeah. that's uh, true it's very Chris true randall and ben simmons anyway yep. and upset about that philly toronto Toronto could have could have come back to be the first team to that would have been great. But um, really huge loss that Scotty Barnes was injured for them. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. but Spicy P yeah. super successful. I think this team is super awesome. I'm really excited to see what they do next season. Yeah, they're on the on the right side of of their yeah. growth and trajectory, you, right? Like take two games. So a step of, forward. Off of Joel Embiid and James Harden. Yeah. Um, yep. Without Scotty. Yeah, I think. I think the same. I agree with you guys. I think uh, these two teams are potential powerhouses. Um, I think the Sixers finally got something going. Um, James Harden is probably just going to be fine taking the back seat, not being that main player because Joel beat Joel Embiid's the guy. And then the the Raptors next year, they stay healthy. You know, I I see them building off that as well. So it's a it's a good it's a good future series. Agreed. Totally. Let's talk Bucks. Bucks, uh, Chicago, and what was probably the one, in, one of the most disappointing uh, playoffs. Uh, I think a lot of people were excited for this. Yeah. Um, snooze it was, fest. It was a snooze fest for sure. A lot of blowouts uh, in the games. Um, mm. I mean, we know Lonzo Ball, uh, Alex Cruz. So you know, a lot of injury issues there. And uh, now there's even words uh, that Zach Levine might want to leave. Uh, the Bulls. So, uh, thoughts on that, guys? I mean, I I know we know what the Bucks are. Yeah. Great, but I think the biggest issues with the Bulls here. It's rough. I I think honestly, where they messed up with this whole team was not not the Demar Derozan. Like, I think everything they did this last offseason was perfect. But last year's trade deadline, when they got Vucevic, I even then I was like, that's not 
he's not a good player next to Zach Levine. I think they they got him while his price was way too high, and they gave up a lot in a really like this last draft was really stacked. And in hindsight, like they missed out on a lot of potential really great players. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. Um, I also think that uh, we're kind of a first half type team. They were super hot. And even like DeMar DeRozan earned himself a spot in the starting lineup of the All-Star game. And then nothing really happened after that. Even DeMar DeRozan, like he was good, but he wasn't like the same caliber he was playing at the first of the season. So like to see him fall to the sixth seed, where I think in the first half they're two or three or something like that, like kind of like the Jazz. The same situation where there's just all of the excitement around that team kind of fizzled and a, a solid, well-constructed box team deconstructed them like everyone thought they would. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Patrick Williams, a uh, very bright spot for the Bulls, though. Mm-hmm. A player who yeah. has showing a lot of promise, improved a ton this year as well. Yeah. Um, maybe they might not start implementing him into a more predominant role. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Uh, it's kind of hard when DeRozan gets the ball so much, but yeah. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, what an exciting playoffs for the Celtics and the Nets. Yeah. Um, Probably the most exciting sweep. Yeah. Honestly. Everyone loved that sweep except for uh, Nets yeah. fans. I think there's not a soul on this earth that doesn't want the Celtics to go kind of like all the way. You know what I mean? Like, even just to make it to the finals, I think would be such an incredible yeah. story from a team that was like below 500 you know, at yeah. some point of the season to come back and, you know, be one of the best teams. Super exciting. And even they got the worst matchup as a second seed probably all time in history where they have to go against Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. in the first yep. round. Yeah. Getting the second I, uh, I remember us talking about it the first of season, kind of just like talking about the Celtics' woes. And I think the overall thought was like, yeah, maybe you change things or maybe you just wait for things to change. And man... Yeah. Waiting for things to change worked. Like it, it, once they once they found their their little niche, once the once coaching and players kind of bought into it, like everyone's playing well. Jalen's playing well. Uh, Jason's playing well. Robert Williams is amazing. Like all of these guys came together, and now they're like playing amazing basketball. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I, think, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, I think oh. Ime Adoka deserves tons of credit. Oh yeah, you know, first year coach. Like that's awesome. And also, I think this shows NBA fans everywhere that it's not enough just to have good talent. Role players matter. You can't win mm. championships without role players. I would argue they're just as important as your star players. 100%. 100%. And, and this series showed that through and through. I mean, we, show, we saw that with the Bucs uh, in the finals. You know what I mean? Their yeah. role players balled out. Um, so, super exciting. This is going to be really exciting uh, second round for sure. I think Eastern Conference is still a little snoozy. Um, <laughs> besides, well, we know the Bucks Celtics is going to be fun to watch. I don't know yeah. a ton about Miami um, against Philly. I'm not super interested yeah, in that. Um, but definitely, like, I think Grizzlies, uh, Grizzlies Warriors and the Bucks Celtics are going to be the ones to watch. Um and who knows, maybe Luca will surprise us against the Suns. Um, I just don't see it as far as, like, the way it's built. You know, the Suns yeah. are the one that missed shots. <laughs> like the yeah, no, I don't. 
Uh, I don't I think they're going to shoot as well this series as they did uh, last time. It's I feel like the the Dallas Mavericks got really lucky in the fact that they had a total crumbling team play against them. Um, but this is the Suns. You know, this is one of the most serious, like, consistent yeah. teams in the NBA. So, super exciting. Guys, it's super good to be back and to talk basketball. Uh, next week, we're going to delve a little bit more into these second round playoffs um, and see, you know, who our picks are to be in the conference finals. But... As for right now, we're super excited to be back, and thanks for you guys. Thanks for listening, you guys. We really appreciate it and sticking with us this whole time, and we'll see you next week. Nice.